0: All right, we are back July 21st. I got to stop saying the dates. It takes me a long time to edit these. July 21st, um, joined today by Vince Maher and Patrick Maher, 27 to be exact. Uh, we have basically breaking news just popped off today. Kyler Murray signs a five year, $230 million contract, 160 guaranteed. Uh, you average it out 46 a year. So Kyler Murray back for five years, one of Patrick's favorite players to draft in fantasy football and, you know, just to root for outside of the field. So Patrick thoughts on uh, the number one phase gamer, Kyler
1: Murray, just get in the bag. Number two phase gamer, actually shout out Nick Merck's number one. Um, This, I I told you guys this today, but this signing was a necessary one, but one that's going to backfire in their face in two years. And the reason is, is because that offense just is—it's one-dimensional in a way, in my opinion. Cliff Kingsbury is not very creative with the playbook, and his coaching—he always starts out super hot, but then teams catch on, and then by week, what, like seven, eight or eight, nine, eight, yeah, eight or nine, the, in, right in the middle of the season, teams catch on, and then they fall off a cliff. I think they finished the year two and five uh, last year, which in got bounced the first round of the playoffs and in my opinion kyler is very relatively unproven he can hit a deep ball occasionally he scrambles and but other than that doesn't throw over the middle doesn't read very well read defenses secondaries yeah i mean hasn't won a playoff
0: game yet uh, i saw a good tweet today by javier vega i'm pretty sure it was javier vega he said how nice of the Cardinals to pay Kyler Murray all that money. The guy who couldn't beat CJ Beathard in a home game must win for the playoffs. <laughs> and that's, that's funny. I mean, first year, obviously he was a rookie when that happened, but yeah, I they obviously have wanted his legs to, you know, last a little longer. So they've been, at least we've been hearing that they're not going to run the ball with him as much. So that takes a lot out of it. He dropped a goose egg in the playoffs last year. He, got ripped up by the eventual super bowl champions, but their defense was ferocious against him. So I, I agree. I, I think it was a little bit too much money, but Vince always says that, you know, you have to think about the quarterback market in five years from now when we're really going to be evaluating it. So there's that to look at too. Would I personally have wanted my team to pay Kyler Murray that much money? No, but franchise quarterbacks. And I I do think Kyler Murray can be a franchise quarterback. Um, they're hard to come by. So I, I understand, and I like your take, um, a necessary one that will most likely backfire in two years. Uh, Maher, Vince, any thoughts on the Kyler Murray news
2: today? Yeah, I just uh, – it's something that had to be done, and it's sad. You know, I don't think they wanted to do it either. I think if Arizona wanted this deal done, it would have been done a while ago. I think the fact that it's happening, what, um, a week or two before OTAs is just showing that, like, okay, we need our quarterback. We have this decent team. That we think can compete right now, like we got to give this guy money, and you know whether or not we believe that they could compete, like it, uh, it just had to be done. And I do think he has the potential to be a good quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, I don't know, he's not playing. When is he supposed to play this year? I think, I think he's, he's got in. a six or seven, yeah, six game suspension. Yeah. You know, so I mean, though they need a guy to throw him the ball. If they could give Kyler Murray some time, then. He could make some plays. I do st- think you still need to build a team around Kyler Murray. I don't think he's one of those guys that's one of those guys that's going to completely win games for you. But um, yeah, I think Arizona had their backs against the wall and they really had no other choice but to to listen to his as asking price. Hey, you're right because
0: training camp is right around the corner, and we're yeah. seeing a lot of QB news as we get in. You know, we're basically a week away, um, and you're right also with someone needing to catch the ball from Kyler. They have Marquise Brown and Rondale Moore, which are... And, I mean, A.J. Green. How can we forget about A.J. Green? But two very small guys, which I think is very... Like, Patrick, I'm surprised
1: you didn't clown on Kyler Murray in his height. Because I don't want to... I, I, I want to start stay distancing myself from that take. But if you look at his... If you do watch his film, he doesn't throw over the middle. And I think there's a reason for that. Like, go watch oh, where five, his... Because he, like, only does... <laughs> Yes, it's because he's five seven, five
2: eight, and
0: which is a perfectly normal height. That's
2: that's such a lie, though. He's not for for the fans that are all watching this at home. I ran into him at Fourth of July maybe two or three years ago. Um, five seven, generously, and that guy was shorter than me, like for sure. He was shorter. (laughs) I think Kyler Murray's really five five or five six. I don't know. What no
0: fucking way. There's no way you were probably wearing your platform shoes that you like to wear. Right, it was fourth of (laughs) July. I had my heels on. Uh, Vince, uh, we'll close this out on Kyler.
3: Yeah. Um, all I gotta really you guys hit the nail on the head for everything. All I gotta say is Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are smiling real big today.
1: Yeah, that's true. They should have gotten this contract. This should have been a they're gonna get a, a bigger contract. One. Was, I
0: know they're they going to get a
1: bigger one. They're yeah. going to get a way bigger one, and they deserve it. But I'm just saying, like, if you're a GM, this is, like, the number that you wanted to give. Like, yeah. even Lamar Jackson, I'll throw out yeah. there, because he, I think he deserves it. Yeah, Lamar,
0: what, that's another Mahomes domino get? that needs to fall. Mahomes, like um, 50? Like, I think 50. 50 or, he's, like, $500 know. million, dollar man, something like that, half a billion. Yeah, I mean,
2: so, yeah, you're right about the market, Vince. Like, if you were to sign Mahomes this year, he – after that deal, he's getting at least 55, right? Closer yeah. to 60. Oh, yeah, much more. Yeah.
0: Um, Speaking of quarterbacks going into training camp, the 49ers just let a quarterback know that uh, he can get the fuck out of town. Jimmy Garoppolo, it, I, I told this to Vince in a text, but uh just hell of a move to have Jimmy G news at the top of today's podcast. Just get me off the rails as fast as possible. Um, Jimmy G has been uh the agents. Don Yee has been told that he can go ahead and, Look for trade partners, which, I mean, that had to have been apparent the whole offseason, right? They told the guy not to come to OTAs like a month this ago. This is a formality. Yeah, something that needs to needs to check off the box, you know. You can go ahead and look. Um, so Jimmy G has to go seek a trade, basically, or the, the Niners are officially, quote-unquote, looking to trade him. A couple landing spots we've seen, um, or potential ones, is the Giants, Houston, Seattle, or the Falcons, um realistically we'll we'll keep it brief so we got a long show today but what do you
2: guys think happens with Jimmy G I I know what I want to happen um I think the Niners honestly no like like I think perfect scenario not to hate on your Niners I'm gonna take this seriously no I I honestly think the Niners what they do is they announce Trey Lance is our quarterback but they hold on to Jimmy I don't 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 get desperate now, wait until a quarterback gets hurt in the season trade him then um you can't do you know, that if, you, if you could get if you could get a i think if you could get a third and all of his money gone then I'd take that but
0: yeah i mean that's a it's a know. dream
2: at this point john Lynch yeah, apparently was like oh yeah it's offered
0: two seconds yeah um, already, I, think I think it's like a, three months ago yeah
1: it's a bad look if you don't if you if you claim to have so much confidence in Trey Lance to start running this offense and to be the quarterback now of the team it's a bad look i think to keep and and also for him to keep Jimmy around in that locker room cuz i know that guys like Jimmy he was obviously not never like a bad guy or anything like that and they like they like Jimmy G they like and i just think that it's going to not like cause a rift necessarily in the locker room but i don't know you want your team to like kind of be confident in their quarterback. And I think that if they don't have that Jimmy G distraction of like, Oh, like what happens if we put Jimmy in, in this situation or, you you know, what happens? Jimmy could have made that throw. Jimmy could have led that drive and whatever. I think that's bad for a young developing quarterback like Trey Lance in this offense, especially Kyle Shanahan offense, which is very difficult to know. So we need to do everything in our power to kind of get rid of Jimmy. And like you said, Maher, if anything that gets all of his money off of our books, I like, I think that the team to do that is Houston. Um, I think that will be his landing spot. And I think that we may get a late third, early fourth, and they will take his contract.
0: So, I mean, two things off of that. So, I agree with uh, I agree with your take that it would be so much better if he was gone before the season started and we were compensated for it. That being said, I, I really I, I don't agree with the take that him being in the locker room is a distraction for Trey Lance. If we announce, like Marner yeah. said, that Trey is the guy we're going with, Trey Jimmy is still like it, he's he's not Nate Sudfeld, and I think people are forgetting that. If you look at the stats over the last 10 years, like 45% of quarterbacks, they don't finish this or they don't play every game in the season. And I know you've looked at our schedule. It's a fucking hard schedule. So I mean, God forbid Trey does go down at any point this year. I, you know, there's our ideal situation is trading him in the middle of the season. If we're not able to do that, then. I'm happy he's there in case something does happen. Like, yeah, you he, do
2: have an athletic guy that's going to have a lot to prove this year. You know, it's he's going to use his legs. He's going to be running around a lot. Uh, my question, really quick: Do you know who, who are the Niners' first couple games? Do you know off the top of your head? The, the Bears, the Seahawks. See, those, are, those are those are games that. to where I those think are confidence could, builders. Yeah, those are confidence <laughs> builders. So you can have a Jimmy G in the in the second string as a second string guy and know that trey lance should be able to make enough of his name for himself in those first couple weeks to where you kind of blow that controversy over after week one or two yeah, definitely
1: but i i also think though that paying 25 million dollars to a backup quarterback really yeah. hamstrings the front office into making moves that we could be making to add depth to the roster
0: but that that's yeah, still an option that, i don't know yeah. you know well no i i i also i, I think that you look what the Rams did last year. They added Odell Beckham Jr. They added Von Miller. They went and yeah. won a Super Bowl. So you're going to need cap space to do that. So there's still that perspective of it. Um, it. It's it's a tough call because the roster, the money is guaranteed. I'm pretty sure after Week One. So it's mm-hmm. it's tough to navigate. If I had gun to my head, I, hopefully they can get rid of him before the season starts. Um, but you know, we're, we're in a sticky situation. We have a very hard schedule and we have a team that's obviously very talented and can compete if all the pieces fall together correctly. So it, it's, it's hard to navigate, but I, I am with Pat that I'd like him to go before the season starts. If he can't, I, you know, like I said, 45% of quarterbacks have not played every game of the year. So maybe there'll be a spot for Jimmy to go. Uh, do we miss anything, Vince?
3: Uh, no.
0: Cool. All right, moving on. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports there is some optimism that Michael Thomas will be cleared early in training camp. So he's had the lingering ankle injury. Um, Michael Thomas is someone that I'm very clearly pretty high on. We've been doing a lot of these uh, underdog drafts, and we have some uh, Warrior Bowl stuff going on. And Michael Thomas has been a, a hot commodity for us, especially in later rounds. So I think he's the type of guy that if he's healthy, he transcends this offense into a new tier um if he's not healthy then we're gonna have to hope chris olave has got what it takes because it's basically him and jarvis landry it's the saints have always been you know the last five years we've been kind of laughing at their wide receiver room especially when michael thomas isn't healthy so it's it's kind of refreshing to see them have potentially three guys that can go out and do it Jameis winston got a big arm we'll get into him later but um michael thomas being back uh, we don't have to go too in depth on this
2: one either but i mean exciting for us to see right
0: I yeah, mean, that, I was
2: uh, – I drafted him last year. I was optimistic that he would play last year. I'm over being optimistic when it comes to Michael Thomas. <laughs> it burned you one too many times. Yeah. I think
0: it's yeah, good. I mean, it. He's nice a to see when he's
3: it. on the field. Yeah. I mean – Yeah, yeah exactly. Is would be amazing for fantasy if they both were healthy at the same time. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think he's fun to watch too. Like, he just yeah. tore it. And, In you know, Chris Olave Chris has some downfield, um, you know, acceleration to him. So, mm-hmm that middle of the field being able to open up for Michael Thomas more than it has in a long time. I, I think that'll be exciting to watch too. A lot of man Thomas side by side and juice,
2: you know, juice is a beast over the middle. Yeah. It's interesting, but, it's like, in you got a, you got a, a 29 year old that missed a whole year because of an ankle. So he wasn't on, you're not on the field. You're not conditioning with a bad ankle really. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious that if he does come in, what kind of shape he is and how explosive he is Cause he, he was what he was the slant God, you know? So like, Good luck. You know how are you going to plant your foot down and do a slant when you've been off your ankle for a year? So I'm curious to know his explosiveness and his and his Two health. Years. You know, yeah. So I was going to say
1: yeah. also that uh, if if it seems like Kamara is getting that six game suspension and at least that, yeah, yeah, at least and they are going to want to teams are you know not going to be really intimidated by the other wide receivers. So I think that him commanding more on the outside and spreading out that box and spreading out the secondary will be helpful for James Winston. Cause I mean, Mark Ingram, great running back, but you know, a little bit older and they don't really have anybody else
0: for you. Fantasy people out there, just maybe look into Abram Smith. Maybe just think about it. Toggle, toggle your, uh, your little cursor over Abram Smith, see what it's all about. Um, next on the list, Juan Soto. So, uh, we're, we're just going to change gears to baseball really quickly. We're going to, we're going to finish with Juan Soto. Um, we've talked baseball a couple times before on here. This seems a little too big to ignore a couple big headlines. Um, hopefully we'll get this under five minutes. Basically Juan Soto wants out. Um, we very clearly see him want out. He declined what? 440 million. Four, uh, 400 yeah. million for 15 years. Yeah. Something egregiously high. Um, Juan Soto makes the All-Star game has to go to the Home Run Derby. He asked to have a, you know, a plane for him like most teams are doing. Nationals deny him the the chartered flight. So there's obviously some bad blood. Uh I don't know if you saw that report, Vince. I've
3: never I didn't see any of this.
0: Yeah, they, they denied that's, the that's the charter flight. Um so <laughs> It's, it's going to be a wild one to, to look into. We're seeing a lot of different landing spots for Juan Soto, who's, I mean, arguably one of the hottest commodities in the MLB right now. Patrick is dying for the Giants to make a move for the guy. So, I mean, obviously the Giants are in play, Dodgers are in play, Cardinals. We've seen the Mets apparently are his number one landing spot where he wants to go. And something about that makes me think the Nationals are going to give him a big middle finger and not send him to the Nets or Mets, sorry. Um, Patrick, obviously you want to see him on the Giants. What do you
1: think it takes to get Juan Soto over to the Bay? Uh, I definitely think it's... Well, first I want to say, like I think that Farhan should be trying to move heaven and hell to get Soto on our team. Not only is he... One of the best players, if not the best player in baseball right now, he is a prototypical Farhan guy. He gets on base, he grinds out of bats, he hits home runs, he can hit for average when he needs to, and he he's a great defender as well. And he's twenty, he's twenty three years old. He's older than us, he's younger than us, and so that I think is the perfect cornerstone to build your team around is is a guy like him, and we should be doing everything. I think it's going to take, obviously, Luciano, um, Kyle Harrison, uh, maybe Ramos or Matos. Like I told you earlier, Ryan, the the last big guy, John Carlos Stanton, that the Giants were going after, the prospects that we offer them, none of them like turned out to be anything like
0: carlos arroyo tyler bead uh, helio is on one of them and then there's some some other and then random like chris problem. shaw who oh, doesn't really play great.
1: professional baseball anymore he's in the independent league or something you you know ne- it's so hard it's a little bit easier now but it's so hard to kind of see how prospects pan out and i think that it's worth worth risking taking that risk to get a guy like juan soto
0: let me ask you if logan webb has to be a part of that deal are you taking it I think we do. Like Logan we Webb, do. Luciano Harrison. Yeah, I, I think we should do it.
1: I don't know. We Going haven't. like we, so another problem with Farhan that I have though is that like every player that he has gone out and looked at is the exact same. They hit two. They hit two fifty to two sixty. They hit. They try to hit twenty home runs and then they get on base at like a thirty-eight percent clip. 39 percent clip and i think as fans we're a little bit at least me personally i'm a little bit sick of it like we need somebody who's exciting to come watch and i think you know and- we're
0: I, I must say we're above 500 right now we had 107 wins last year like i think we need to slightly cool our jets but i i agree with like what you're saying the sentiment i want to see him go out and spend money i want to see him get a big
1: name for us um, but I, I, don't think we're dead yet. Um, this would be a big move for us. Oh no, I'm not saying that we're dead. I'm not saying like, you know, if we don't do that, if we don't, if we don't, uh, make this move, I'm not going to wake up like resenting Farhan or resenting the, the giants. Cause there's t- plenty of other free agents that we can go out and get that. Yeah. I think that we could,
0: we could retool. So exactly. I mean, we'll
1: see it's going to every year. The deadline's crazy for us. It takes until
0: about two minutes before it ends and then we'll get somebody. So we'll see enough baseball. Um, we're going to go over into over-unders. Our first guy that we're going to talk about today, J.K. Dobbins. He, he had an all-time Twitter debate with uh, Ian Rappaport this week. Uh, Vince, why don't, you, why don't you get us going on uh, J.K. Dobbins here.
3: Yeah, Ian Rappaport just went on NFL Network and just said, um, talking about the Ravens in, in their uh, training camp, he just said that, J.K. Dobbins wouldn't be a sure thing to start week one. Um, coming off that uh, 20 ACL last preseason, and J.K. Dobbins turned to Twitter and just sent out a tweet and said I might not even go on the pup because that's how good my rehab is going, and I'm damn sure to be ready for week one, and then fired off like five or six tweets after that. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, very uh, very cryptic ones too. Um, mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins, we're, we're ready to see him back on the field. He was electric in 2020 when he was given the opportunity – um, the Ravens were one of those teams going into the year, you know, preseason, we were expecting a lot from them, and then you know, everything just kind of crumbled and deteriorated. They if we, if we put together You're all fucked. of Patrick's uh podcast moments from last year, that would basically be the Baltimore Ravens in 2021. Just everybody I don't even think hurt. it's
3: enough, they were laughing, everybody hurt. was hurt, everybody yeah. was hurt. It was actually,
1: uh, like, you like felt bad for I felt bad for him because I was like, there's no way that any team should I have to go him. through this many injuries. I felt bad for me. I had him and Gus Edwards. It was brutal. <laughs> um,
0: so, J.K. Dobbins over under 900 and a half rushing yards. I think most of us are expecting him to be there week one, um, if not week two. So, 900 and a half yards the year before, what was he at? He was at like 850 and he barely he had like 180 uh, rush attempts. So, not a lot. 5.8 yards per carry. Um, he breakaway, He has breakaway runs a lot. Huge breakaway percentage, like 39 to 40% of the time. So, over or under 900 and a half. I'll start us off. I'm going to say the over that's at plus 107 right now. Um, so, I got over on J.K. Dobbins, 900 and a half yards. Maher, we'll go to you next. Over or under
2: 900 and a half yards. I'm going to go under it just with how much of a running team they are. It scares me whether he comes in healthy or Lamar Jackson gets hurt and you have another quarterback in second string quarterbacks going to kind of hurt him in terms of rushing. I, I I want it to work out, but I'm going to go under my guts telling me under.
1: Like it, Patrick. I'm going under as well. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is the number one running back. And then now they're getting Gus Edwards back, and they drafted Tyler Batty as well. I just think that they're going to go by a committee, kind of like the 49ers. I think he's going to get like 825 to 850.
0: Vince. And Vince actually has a a good stat for, uh, I mean, running backs over 1,000 last year. I know it's 100 yards less, but what were there, eight of them, Vince?
3: Yeah, there were seven running backs that had over 1,000 yards. Um, eleven running backs went over 900 rushing yards, um, but I am gonna go the over. Um, I do think Dobbins comes back. Um, so the injury was a torn ACL, and it's coming out now that it was a torn ACL and meniscus, um, which is why they're they were taking the cautious route about putting him on the pup and kind of being silent about it. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the over. Seems like he's back. He says he's back. All players say it, but. Um, I'm trusting JK on this one. I'm going to go with the over.
0: Damn, the torn meniscus makes me want to fucking
2: change my mind a little bit. Can can Uh, I make a little announcement real quick? I think um, it's something that I've been feeling for a while, but I think this is going to be the first year that it happens. I know I've talked about it before about defenses getting smaller, linebackers getting smaller, more defensive backs in as opposed to linebackers. I think this is the first year that we're going to see old football kind of come back. I think you're finally going to see guys like Gus Edwards outperforming Dobbins. guys like – I don't want to say Boston Scott, but Boston Scott-esque outscoring guys like Miles Sanders. I think heavy hitters are going to be more productive than elusive backs this year. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis was ahead of his time, according to Maher. I like it.
0: CB Lamb, next one. Over or under 1,180 receiving yards. Uh, if I said the half, it would have been too confusing. Um, over or under – 1,180 receiving yards. Last year, he sat at 1,102. So, um, you know, 80 more yards. He's got Amari Cooper out of the picture. Michael Gallup's his wide receiver, too. That might not be ready at the beginning of the season. Patrick,
1: thoughts on C.D. Lamb this year, over or under? I'm going to go under. Um, I think that they're going to go through a little bit of a game plan change. Uh, last year, their offense was basically the, an air raid, and I think that they're going to try to get Zeke and Tony Pollard more involved, and their tight ends. They're going to probably line up in more tight end sets. Uh, I think CD just lands a little bit over a thousand, actually probably thousand two. Um, not just because, but he is the he is going to be Dak's number one target for sure. But I just don't think a thousand eighty. That's a lot uh
0: i'll go next i think he's clear i think he's gonna be over i am really expecting a little vince earmuffs i'm expecting a little regression out of dalton schultz um Mm. i'm i'm not as high on jalen tolbert as everybody else i'm just gonna go around the room and piss everyone off um not as high on mike Mike mccarthy is a smart coach mike mccarthy is an offensive (laughs) genius him and kellen Moore. i mean running the ball with 15 seconds left genius uh yeah, I, I like C D Lamb this year. I, I think that Dak is definitely an air raid type of quarterback. I do think Tony Pollard will step up a little bit, but um yeah, I, I got I got the over here. Yeah, I'm I gonna mean,
3: go. I, go
2: ahead.
3: I like C D Lamb a lot. I'm gonna call out in a limb. I'm gonna go top five in, in receiving yards and double digit double digit touchdowns. I think he's gonna have an absolute breakout year. Um Cd Lamb where he's being drafted, I think he's like the end of the second. Is a huge deal or being a fair huge steal. Um, I think he's a top five receiving I see about fourteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns.
0: Wow. I didn't know he was going that high. Uh who do we say? Yeah, he's seventeenth overall. I definitely so like the touchdown. I think definitely agree Two six. with the
2: touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Pat. I think they're gonna spread the ball a lot. I think he's gonna oh, no. get locked down twice a year against the Eagles. So <laughs> under. It,
0: it's a big difference for guys to go into that wide receiver one role and, you know, have to fill the shoes right away. So we'll, we'll see how he takes it. You know, Amari Cooper did go down. So he had, you know, a couple of games to, to practice at that last year. Um, but yeah, I, I think that your division, Washington's secondary is a little tougher. You guys definitely have a, a very improved secondary. He's going to have Bradbury on him. Maybe Darius Slay. We don't know how they're going to play that out yet, but I, I think there's a lot of different angles we could see for you know eight of the game so excited to see cd land but i'm right there with vince i got over on this one we'll go to Tua over under 25.5 passing tds obviously we've talked about the dolphins they look extremely different heading into this season um we'll start with you patrick over
1: under 25 and a half passing touchdowns i like the over um just because i think this is kind of a do or die year for tua um strange strangely enough he has they got Tyreek Hill. They have all the weapons in the world now. Um, Jalen Waddell, I think, is going to be a star. And, um, yeah, I, I think that too is going to show – it's going to ball out. I, I actually, I kind of hope he does. I want to see the Dolphins do well. Vince.
3: Under. Tua sucks. Um, he sucks. <laughs> uh, I don't care if he has Tyreek Hill. I don't care if he has Mike Kosicki. I don't care if he's got Jerry Rice and, um, you know, Devontae Allen. Um, he's garbage. Antoine under Randall. Under he has 27, <laughs> has 27 career passing touchdowns. I don't know. How many did he have last year? 16.
2: 16. 16. Mar. Uh, I'm going to go over. I think their defense is going to put them, give them a lot of short fields. And I don't think they really have goal line running backs. I think they, he's going to have to give the ball to like a or something or waddle in the goal line. So I think it's going to be over, but I think he's going to have like an average of like, eight to 12 yard touchdowns. They're not going to be big plays, but he'll get them in the end zone. So
0: here's where I'm conflicted. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Maher just really threw me off the rails. The last guy, which I didn't expect, but he's thinking old school football is going to come back. We're going to see heavy run presences. So, and then doesn't call
1: the goal line, run (laughs) for The dolphins
0: (laughs) looking at last year's stats, 11 QBs had 25 touchdowns or more. I also know who their new starting or who their new head coach is. Um, He designs a lot of runs. He just went out and got four running backs. Yes, they just got Tyreek Hill. Yes, they got an improved offensive line. But I think Mike McDaniel and his philosophy is going to look a lot like what the 49ers looked like. And they're going to run the shit out of the ball and they're hopefully going to out physical teams. So, all of that being said, especially the quarterbacks last year, only 11 guys having 25 or more. I'm going to hit under. I think he's going to sit at 22. Um, Tyree kill is the X factor here. Cause Tyree kill can score. He can have those games where he scores four touchdowns. That's why Maher takes him in every year in fantasy. So uh, he, he can score in bunches. So I, I think just under for Tua mainly because of philosophy and um, yeah, how many running backs they added. We'll go over to my guys. Um, I, I meant to hit up Maher to think of a very creative name for us, but we're sticking with my guys for now. Um, guys that we think going into the season we want to draft them in every single league we're in. Um, players that we'd be very upset we didn't leave the draft with. We're looking at guys that are outside of the first three rounds of average draft position, so outside of the top 36 picks, these are just because we want you to be able to actually draft them. I know it's hard when you get stuck in those early rounds and you have to make a play based on what's there, so outside of the top three rounds, Vince. We'll get uh, – we'll kick it off with you, someone that you've been adamant about all offseason. Um, hit it.
3: Yeah, my my guy was very clear. Um, I tried to go away from it because I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'm going to go with Michael Pittman Jr. from the Indianapolis Colts. Um, quarterback upgrade from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan is pretty much the main reason, but you look deeper into the numbers, you see a 96% uh, – he ran around on 96% of his offensive on offensive dropbacks, which is only third to Cooper cup and Jamar chase. Um, he had the eighth highest target share of 24%, which was 12% higher than the next closest Colt, which is Zach Pascal. Um, gone. I mean, you- which yeah, he and he's gone, I think is a volume based receiver. I think he had 124 targets last year. I can see that going up to about 150. Um, I mean, they're a prime spot to land a wide receiver like an Emmanuel Sanders. T.Y. Hilton is a free agent probably coming back, which honestly helps him take the defense off of him. Um, they're not going to run Jonathan Taylor as much as they did, especially with a better quarterback. Um, I mean, Pittman is kind of going pretty – he's going pretty high. He's wide receiver 14 right now um, in the fourth round. I mean, wide receiver 14 with – Legit top 10 upside. I'll take him there. I like a lot of I like him more than a lot of the players around him. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm leaving a draft with Michael Pittman Jr. every single chance I get, unless I'm, of course, playing with you guys and you guys are just dicks.
0: Yeah, I I really critiqued Matt Ryan earlier in the year. Um, I, I think my main critique for him is just what's left in the tank for his arm. Um, I I think the arm strength has significantly gone down. Good thing about Michael Pittman, he can move without the ball. And I think that's very essential to how he does this year in fantasy. He's huge after the catch. We saw First off, his college shape is fucking crazy. We obviously can't base everything off of that. But the way he moves with the ball in his hands is fantastic, especially for who's on his team right now. I think over the middle, he's going to be a problem. In the play action, he's going to be a problem. So I like Michael Pittman Jr. too. Wide receiver fourteen is a little scary. I feel like that's probably right where I'd rank him.
3: Six four two twenty four. He's a he's a major red zone threat. I mean six four. We saw it last year. Um, great body control. I mean, I really like. I really like the Colts as a whole this year. Um, Pittman's going to just him and Jonathan Taylor going to take the league by storm. I mean Taylor already did, but
0: you know what I mean yeah I mean just Jonathan Taylor is such a force on the red zone that I feel Mm -hmm. like that kind of outweighs it a little bit but yeah
1: the good big body Patrick Uh, do you want me to I just have one thing to say about Michael Pittman I am actually a little bit worried about Matt Ryan I'm sorry Zudo if, if you listen, if you're listening, but um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just the Colts have been going on this weird trend of getting these old quarterbacks. Like, I don't know. It, it Ryan said it last time, but it's, this is shades of the Philip Rivers year. And he was spot on with that take and, I'm just I'm just worried about the Colts, and I think that's just more in my bias than because Michael Pittman is immensely talented. I wish they would pair him with a younger quarterback so they can build up that that chemistry. Um, yeah, and but uh, but my 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 guy is uh, Darnell Mooney. Um, you could probably get him probably in the sixth and seventh, sixth or seventh round. Um, he's the clear cut wide receiver one for the Chicago Bears, and. I think that this year they're gonna really do Justin Fields a lot of favors. Let him throw the ball a little bit more. Um, they don't have they don't have Nagy as their head coach. That's a, that's an excellent start, uh, but he's also kind of really immensely talented, and yeah, just no no <clears throat> no competition really. How are you going to say no competition with Dante Pettis on that
0: roster, my man? Yeah, I, I, I was, I, I was going to say it. I was gonna stealing, say it. The, stealing the shtick. Uh, yeah. Uh, obviously vacated targets with Allen Robinson who didn't do shit last year. Um, Alan Robinson gave me James Harden vibes. I, I feel like he just kind of didn't want to be there. So he was just like kind of half playing. Um, I, I like Darnell Mooney. Gotcha. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of scared about Darnell Mooney because everybody likes Darnell Mooney. Um, that's there's always one of these dudes that comes, we go into the league and, everybody likes him and so his adp while for the consensus people in america it's like seventh round for some reason i feel like he's gonna go fifth in our redraft i feel like someone's gonna see it there and be like "Ooh, probably gonna be opportunity. me yeah you know which
1: is fine that's your guy right but uh, he's longer. good I, I think he i think he backs it up he runs very good routes and i think that's what justin fields kind of needs because justin fields has great arm talent and he can like pinpoint he pinpoint holds on to the ball way he too does long. he does that was a huge issue last year and i just hope that they kind of fixed it and his his throwing motion is a little weird i don't know like you can we can bash his mechanics all day because they are a little bit sloppy but i think that's part of like the growing experience in the nfl but goddamn, is he accurate and i Dude, think that him and him that, and trey have crazy exit velo on their throws oh like, they do crazy yeah. exit velo it's almost like, like a hitch or something but it's like a good hitch i don't yeah. know but anyways that coupled up with his route running and i think that they they could be really dangerous
0: maher I'll, I'll have you go next and a little little tidbit on maher i, I wish i had the clip I'll, I'll find it one day but uh maher last year we we went into this and oh yeah is my guy had the best wide receiver season of all time yeah uh, <laughs> maher's my guy last year i mean for an in, inaugural segment for us you, you kind of did, like, a 9.9 9 out of 10, which fucked all of us in the long run. So, congratulate – we haven't done one today. Golf clap for Maher is his my guy last year. Uh, Maher, announced the crowd. Who was your my guy?
2: Uh, my my guy this year, I'm taking a little bit of a different approach. I um, I would say my – what do you know what AD, ADP Cooper Cup was last year? He, I'll, he was, I'll find it out. Yeah, he, he was up there, you know, compared to my my guy this year. Right now, I got Jameis Winston – He's the 22nd quarterback, you know, and I am I historically don't like to take quarterbacks too early. I don't know how, you know, if others are on the same page with me, you know, you go and get your running back, stack up on running backs, get the wide receivers you like, and you want a, a good quarterback that's still there. He had a solid year last year before he got hurt, and now he might have Michael Thomas back. He got Chris Olave. He got Jarvis Landry. He had a solid year without weapons and now he got weapons. He's not going to have Alvin Kamara at the beginning, you know, so he's going to be airing it out. And I think by the time Kamara comes, it's going to be nice to have a run game to rely on. So I think he's going to be tossing the rock all the time. And I just, you know, he got the weapons. Everything's finally, I think, for surprisingly, for like the first time in his career, I know he had Mike Evans before, for the first time in his career, things. Are kind of in place for him to have a really successful season, so um, he's my guy. I think he's going to be there late if you want him, and um, I would be very happy to to have him in whatever round the twenty second quarterback is going to go in. And
0: I mean, you, you think about
2: most of our teams, right? It's
0: we're, most of our leagues, I should say, twelve man leagues. So going out of your way for current QB twenty two, that's a that's a hell of a of a pull that you want to do. So I, I respect that call. You know, I, yeah.
2: I, I right. guess I'm taking a different approach. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily going to go out of my way for him, but he's my guy that I'm confident is going to be there when, you know, I'm, I'm going to be very happy to take him in a budget round is what it's I'm like saying. Like when you need yeah. a quarterback, when it's yeah. like, oh, it's, shit, I need quarterback. I'm, I'm not going to reach for him. I'm not, I might go a one-round reach. Yeah. I'm not going to reach for him, but I think he'll be the best player available when that time comes.
3: He's going to outperform that ADP easily yeah
2: 100 and i guess that's what i'm trying to get at
0: yeah but the spirit of this too is like guys that you want to leave the draft with which i believe that you're going to leave most drafts with Jameis winston because you're going to yeah. see him down there you're like oh yeah fuck it i think this guy can be a top 10 qb if you know he plays the right way so when i just found cooper cup last year wide receiver 16 adp was 44th overall so he's like bottom of the third round and most, or no no sorry uh, bottom Good of the range. fourth round bottom of the fourth round
1: right there so him and, like, i just remember crazy. him and robert woods going back to back and yeah like every, got so every robert
0: woods. And i picked
3: and I and robert woods was going to be my my guy last year so
0: <laughs> well the, robert woods i mean at least of what i'm, I'm not fantasy data right now robert woods was 37th overall um cooper cup was 46th overall so it's a almost a 10 ADP difference. I know in our draft, most of the time they were going back to back because no one could decide who they thought was going to be better. Um, I, I hope you guys decided the right way last year. It was probably a league winner. So Cooper cup last year for Maher is my guy. This year is Jameis Winston, the saints. I'll close this of off. Me. I mean, it's, you did it to yourself. Like I said, yeah. you started off at, you, you went figure skating. You started off with a 9.9. Now, what the fuck do you do? Um, <laughs> I'll finish this off here. This is, uh, I, I don't I can't speak for Maher, but I know Ryan, Patrick, Vince, all are very, very high on this guy. Um, he's being drafted way too low. Juju Smith-Schuster, fantasy football Twitter has just been absolutely divided on him, and I love it. Um, there's a lot of big analysts that are saying, don't draft Juju at all costs. He's regressing. There's a lot of guys saying, look what he did year one with Ben Roethlisberger's arm halfway on his body. So there's there's a lot of different takes out there. We're, we're going to officially plant our flag. We are drafting Juju. He's going in like the seventh round right now. That's preposterous to me. Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, does it, it clear to you guys outside of Travis Kelsey that he is the number one wide receiver on this team? Yes, I think so. hundred percent. So we're, we're drafting Patrick Mahomes is wide receiver one in most of the time the seventh round where, do you know where he's at right now Vince ADP
3: wise I believe it was the seventh the last time I checked I'm looking right now yeah
0: so I mean we're he's probably steadily moving upward on most of these lists but it, it's it just seems insane to me he's obviously had some injury concern and last year he only played like five games wasn't even a, a great five games that we saw either so there's not a lot to look from last year that we can you know, bank on going into this year. But I, I like Juju. I think that he can warrant a lot of targets. Um, the middle of that field is going to be very tough to cover with him and Travis Kelsey moving across from each other. And the Chiefs air the ball out. like The Chiefs love to throw it. Let's look. Patrick Mahomes last year threw the ball the third most times in the NFL in a very much throwing league. He's 66 completion percentage, almost 5,000 yards, has a bunch of vacated yards and targets because of Tyreek Hill. And I think the wide receiver, two on this team is potentially Sky Moore, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. Go by Juju. I think Juju. it's going to be envious. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Juju's Go by Juju. Stands. You know, for wide receiver, eight finish in 2018. 2020, he had a bounce-back type of year. Wide receiver, 17, and that's with Ben Roethlisberger. Wide receiver, <laughs> 17, with Ben Roethlisberger. Let's just let's think about it. And, you know, a, a good Deontay Johnson, a good Chase Claypool. So. He's going.
3: Behind, he's the. He's going as the wide receiver thirty-five right now, behind Gabe Davis, um, Hunter Renfro, which is a massive steal. Uh, Thirty. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going as wide receiver thirty-three, and he's suspended for the first six games. Um, and he's going behind Elijah Moore. So I mean, oh at God. the end of the seventh round, give me Juju all day.
0: Yeah, I, I love his value here.
2: Like I said, I mean, Maher, are you the same with this? Are you are you high on Juju? Yeah, I'm super high on Juju. I think it's gonna be nice to have a possession guy, especially when you lost the guy that you know opened up the field. You don't have that deep threat, you know. So I think they're gonna have. I mean, I guess Macaulay Hardman's gonna be somewhat of a replacement for Tyreek Hill. Obviously, not gonna produce that much. All he's gonna do is make safeties backpedal a little bit more. So um, it's gonna be nice. To, it's gonna be perfect actually to have a guy that is there right in the middle of the field. I'm super high on Juju, and I I'm probably he gonna drop him you like your TikTok, huh? Yeah riding with the boys yeah yeah that's probably the only the only shot is i just hope with them it's a very tick tock heavy team right now so um, (laughs) let's hope he stays stays about
0: the it's gonna be so cringy the first on-field interaction him and the mahomes brother have it's it's gonna make me feel very bad about my guy uh that's my guys so we'll recap real quick vince michael Pittman jr patrick darnell mooney maher Jameis winston ryan juju smith schuster We'll go over into players that you want to avoid. But before we do that, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it at the bottom of the screen. Head over to royalretros.com. Use promo code UPSIDEPLAY. Get 10% off your order. Season's right around the corner. Um, Typically, it's about five weeks to get your jersey to you. So this is a perfect time to go order. Impress your friends. When, uh, you know, when the season starts, and there's a lot of alternates that are flying left and right. We've seen the Panthers come out with alternates, we've seen the Giants come out with some cool alternates. So, go over to royalretros.com, hit that customize button, and let's see what we can make out for you guys. And, uh, use promo code Upside Play, get 10% off your order. Don't forget those Eagles throwbacks, the Kelly Greens. Kelly uh, Green. yes. huh? Ma- Maher might have one in his uh, possession right now. Maher,
1: Maher's Dawkins is sick, it's yeah, Kelly so Greens. Cool.
0: Those
3: Giants jerseys just look like Bills jerseys.
1: It's Dabble, duh. They're sick,
0: but I mean, they just look like
3: the Bills. Bills.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it'll make them play better. Uh, Never thought I'd say that one. Players to avoid. So top six round ADP. So guys that are going in the first six rounds, it's the first 72 picks. Um, So guys that were trying to avoid um, don't want them on our team. And it's, it's at a point where obviously if they're past their ADP, we're going to take them, you know, but um, at ADP or even when some are reaching a little bit, we're avoiding Um, Patrick, we'll start with you. We'll finish out with Vincent Maher. So Patrick, we'll start with you.
1: Mine's probably a bit more controversial internally, but I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs. I'm avoiding Josh Jacobs, like the plague um, over this off season. The Raiders did not pick up his uh, player uh, team option on him. So he will be a free agent after this season. Um, I think that the Raiders are going to do a little bit more of a offensive approach change and they're going to throw the ball like crazy. And I think that um, Jacobs, if when it comes to that is the fifth slash six option, especially if Kenny and Drake is healthy. Yeah. Um, so, because what they went out and got they went out and got Adams. They have Renfro, they have Waller, and heck, I'd even throw Foster Foster in there too uh, <laughs> as like a as a better option than Jacobs right now. Um, and I think that with McDaniel's now in um, the new the new GM, there's an obvious uh, you know regime change coming into Las Vegas. They got rid of all of the other picks. Except for Josh Jacobs, and he's just kind of like the last person because they need a future running back. Uh, but I think that they're not going to be including him so much into the week-to-week game plan and offensive approach. Um, so I'm avoiding Josh Jacobs.
0: Vince's blood is boiling. Um, well, just Derek Carr last year, fifth most in pass attempts. So you know they they were throwing the ball last year. He actually finished as the running back eleven but you kind of, you talked about the wide receiver room and, you know, even just in general, you know, the, who's going to be catching the ball. Um, Devontae Adams comes in top three wide receiver in the game. Unanimous top three. A lot of people will say the best in the game, but unanimous top three. Um, Renfro emerged last year. Darren Waller was injured a little bit. So I could see Josh Jacobs definitely not being RB11 like he was last year, but where, where is he projected right now, Vince?
3: He's going RB as the RB20. 20, RB20. 20. I, RB yeah.
0: I, I think it's fair to um, you know think that he's going to regress in this offense a little bit. Uh, Nine
1: positions, though, is a steep drop. I, I just think that they're going to phase him out, and I would actually be surprised if he's gone before the end of the year. Vince.
3: I mean, I don't think he's gone at the end of the year. I mean, he had career high in um, in pretty much every pass-catching stat. Um, Kenyon Drake is there. He's coming off of a broken ankle in the second half of the year. Um, I think the ADP is at the point where you're not drafting him to be your running back one, maybe not even running back two. Um, so I think taking Jacobs as kind of a, an upside player where – yeah, teams are playing the defense for the run. And Jacobs is going to see less stacked boxes than he did in the past. I know. The AFC West is a is a bloodbath, but Jacobs is a really good running back, and the Patriots system always has running backs that are just ran to the ground off contract years. But, so I, I do see him going into the year over 200 carries. Um, I mean, at least over no, 200. No practice, chance I just
0: I agree with you saying the Patriots do run the ball a lot, but it's it's very much committee. Like they're like very rarely were we seeing an alpha running back in New England. Like I feel like the last true alpha running back was maybe Legarrett Blunt, but probably Maroney when he was there running a lot. Um, so, and and you guys got Zamir White, so you're a little deeper. I I think that he's scary in fantasy, but at RB twenty, uh, he is a quote unquote upside play because he's he's a mystery option and he's produced in the past.
3: Damian I Harris liked. last year had two hundred and two attempts, nine hundred and twenty nine yards, and fifteen touchdowns. The, fit, the fifteen touchdowns is not a sticky stat, but, but two hundred and two attempts it. in a committee. But I mean, we are not even looking at Matt him Adams. as an alpha,
0: though. You know, we're we're not looking at him as an alpha, Damian Harris.
3: 202 attempts is a lot of attempts.
0: Ramondre Stevenson at 133. He played in 12 games.
3: Do we have a player who's good enough to be Ramondre Stevenson? No.
0: I mean, you're very confident in Zamir White, so you're you're very confident in Kenyon Drake. So I I don't know. I I think it's definitely going to be more pass-heavy, but like you said, RB20, I'll probably take him at RB20. Also, Bill Uh,
1: was more inclined to run the ball with Mac Jones in his first year than I think if he had Derek Carr, I think he'd throw the ball significantly more. I think you got to look at the they're division. Derek is better
3: than Mac Jones.
1: As a passer, yes. Not as a quarterback, but as a
2: thrower, yes. <laughs> Maher. Yeah, I think you know. Put put Denver to the side. You look at the division. Um, just like I made that comment about big running backs or bruisers kind of making their their name for themselves this year, I think that they're going to do that again this year. You look at the pass rush in the AFC West. They're gonna rely on that running back. They're gonna need him. I don't think just because they got the weapons, I don't think that they could just kind of pass all game. You've seen what the Eagles and the Broncos did to the to the Chargers. They ran down their throats. You know, the the Chiefs don't really have that good of a defense. You know, I think I think Josh Jacobs is gonna be if utilized well has huge upside.
0: Yeah, very very big upside for sure. Um. Yeah. I mean, they they did add Khalil Mack, but he's also kind of a pass rusher in that sense. So, the, um, yeah, lots to look at there. Um. All right. I'll go next, and we'll finish off with you guys, and then hopefully get a guess me in, guess me or two. Uh. Mine will be short and sweet. I do this every year, and this you know it, it is a little bit of a bit, but at the same time, it, it's going to happen one year, and I need to be right. We all do it. We all fade. Brandon Cooks. Nobody wants to draft Brandon Cooks. His situation always sucks. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I'm stubborn. Brandon Cooks is gonna suck this year. He's not worth where he's at at ADP. John Mechie, am I right, Patrick? John Mechie to the moon. Hell yeah, I love John. John Mechie to the moon. I Vince, literally picked Nico Collins. every draft. Nico Collins to the moon, right, Vince?
3: Damn, you brought. Yeah, I do like Nico Collins.
0: <laughs> okay, and can we talk about Marlon Mack, RB? you're no. easily a top ten RB. Marlon Mack, Mac, like Philip Lindsay last year. <laughs> Marlon, Damian Pierce, that bowling ball out of Florida. Come on, I, I really do think that the left side of their line of Kenyon Green actually good. I talked about it last week. If Kenyon Green can be a legit left guard, the first round left guard like he was drafted to be, Tunsil and Green moving the ball to the left. So that's strong side. So hopefully we can get a little more rushing production out of them. Mm. They're <laughs> abysmal last year. But um, I'm just, I I have to fade Brandon Cooks. I I have to do it, especially if they get Jimmy G. Especially if they get Jimmy G.
3: They have the best combine performer of all time on their roster. They have Chris Chris Conley Conley? on that roster. That's my (laughs) guy.
1: guy. That's Dude,
0: he was like 99th percentile vertical, 99th percentile 40. He, He was like a can't miss guy. And he just fucking sucked. So hopefully we see him bounce back this year, um, but Brandon Cooks—that's avoid him. I, I swear it's actually going to work this year. I swear, guys. Um, Vince Maher, finish us out, guy that you are going to avoid. Whoever wants
2: what? to start it off, A little I tandem Maher.
3: Maher can start. Yeah. Um, to be
2: completely honest, Ryan <laughs> Ryan said Ryan said Mike McDaniel's and talked about the the run scheme, and I don't agree with my my pick anymore. To be honest, I I went from thinking Tyreek Hill should not be the guy to thinking he's the perfect guy for that team, to be completely honest. I think, <laughs> I think he's going to get sweeps. I think he's going to get fake sweeps that turn into swing passes. I think, I think he's going to be a little Swiss army knife. And I don't, I don't want to, you could go ahead, Vince. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Dude, he's going to be, in motion. He's gonna be I, in
0: motion so much. So lot.
2: He'll be a decoy a lot. And I don't know if he's going to reach his ADP value, but I, I do like him there. And I'm I, at that. I, I, got a, I got a different guy now, so um, I'll, 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 let you, I'll let you talk about him, Vincent. I'll talk about my guy after. How
0: mad are you guys going to – do you think he's going to be when Raheem Mostert beats him in a race?
2: <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> like, I was, I was going to say something. Never mind. Yeah, I, mean,
1: I also was going to say something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they
3: go along the same lines. Uh, yeah. The reason I don't like to write Tyreek Hill is because he's going at the back end of the second round. Um, it's incredibly high for uh, a player whose quarterback is Tua which I said before and I mean it. He sucks. Um, he's not gonna get the single coverage as he did um, in in Kansas City. He's not Mike Kosicki is nowhere near Travis Kelsey's um, you know skill set. So I think Tyreek Hill is just I'd probably I'd rank him outside of my top twenty right now. That's where I'm at
0: I I'm talking myself into him a lot more too because he actually – I'm talking about Mike McDaniel here. This system that he's going to have to run, Tua sucked last year when he was in pressure situations. In the Jimmy before. also sucked when he was in pressure situations. When the defense is up in their face, not great. So Mike McDaniel's literal job was saying, how are we going to get the ball out of Jimmy's fans as fast as we can? And so Tua last year was great throwing the ball five yards or less. I think we'll see a lot of, of that out of Tyree Kill. I still, there's too many people that run the ball on that team for me to draft him in the second round. But if he makes his way into the early third and I'm there, I'm, I'm going to take the fucking bait. I'm, I'm going to go no. for it.
2: Maher, your new guy to avoid. Okay. It'll be quick one. Um, overall ADP 41, 21st running back. Let's say Brees Hall. I don't, I think Woo-hoo! they're going to be, I think they're going to be I, a running I back. high love that. High, high I team. love it. I love, I really liked Michael Carter last year at the early season when he was healthy. Um, I don't think – I cannot see them just after the kind of season that he had just going away and giving Brees Hall all the carries. I don't like it. I think he has potential to be a good running back, but I think it's a wrong fit. Also, In, Ryan, insert you, the bullhorn
0: here. We are a Michael Carter podcast. Fuck you, Vince.
1: Yes. You were talking about you know fantasy guys who everyone seems to like. It's a little bit strange how everyone seems yeah. to like Brees Hall. And he's the and, only rookie that everybody likes. Yes, he's, the only, he's the only rookie that everyone has been like, "Yep, he's he's the second coming. He's Curtis Martin 2.0. It's like it, you, <laughs> and, I, I just like I can't believe it, but that is the that is a textbook guy that you were talking about with Mooney, that everyone on fantasy football loves, <laughs> and they, I that's a little bit I, over it's over ambitious, especially for a team like the Jets. Like, yeah, come on, we're talking about the Jets here. I I love I love Sala, but. They they still got a lot of work to do.
0: My main gripe with Brees Hall was definitely earlier in the year when uh, I, I expected him to go in like the wider or sorry the running back like fourteen to eighteen range when he slipped to wider or sorry running back twenty one, it it kind of solidified me a little bit and everybody from what at least fantasy Twitter it's probably because it was rookie draft season but they're like oh easy three down back from the start and I just I didn't believe that do I think he's worth that ADP probably um and I, I can see where vince is going to go with this too but the three down back right away for a team like the jets i just i don't see happening but i do think that he can get there um I, if it's going to be this season i think it'll be a little later in the season or be forced because of injury but something in my bones still tells me that robert saul loves tevin coleman at the goal line and that
1: might fuck with all
0: you're a not of gonna
3: the... run tevin coleman before Peace Hall <laughs> go stop it at no, the goal not even,
1: line, they're not even gonna run hall at the goal strong, line. Man. They're gonna run Michael Carter at the goal line. No, at,
0: the not goal not. line no, at the goal line, Vince. At the goal line. Vince, why would, why did Shanahan have such a good time in Atlanta when they had to run the ball inside the five?
3: Dude, t- dude Priest Hall is better than t- t- any t- other t- t- running back on that roster.
0: To tevin coleman he is he's the most talented running back on that roster but he's a rookie running back who you're assuming they're going to run into the ground year one and then also use him at the goal line where you get absolutely brutalized
3: you trade up for a guy at the beginning of the second round and you're not going to play a fourth rounder uh michael carter or a guy on a minimum contract and tevin coleman over Brees hall you're not going to do that yeah andy you're isabella right there, yeah three downs He's going to be out there with Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Brees Hall is easily going to um, – what is it, wide receiver or running back, what, 21, what you said?
1: Yeah,
0: 23? 21
3: okay. wow. Easy money. I'm taking – yeah. Anyway. Oh, well, those
0: are two contradictory statements. First, you're saying so – That's he's the guy that drafted down. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire 101. Yeah. <laughs> but first, you're three saying – like <laughs> three down elite back have you know huge rushing attempts, but now you're like, oh well running back 21, I'll take him there. Plant your flag. If he's gonna be a three down back no, he's finishing
3: again, way above running back 21. Make make him your guy. Let's make the switch. Yeah,
0: make a statement. Where is right. he gonna finish? Put top 10. as your I'm going top ten. Pittman I think Brees Holland's out top, top 10. Top 10, 10.
3: In no that is way incredibly that is in the realm of possibilities for sure. No way! The Jets are still abysmal. Like you have uh, to understand- Vince,
0: add, add to the notes out, fifty nine minutes on uh, seven twenty one. Christ! Fifty nine minutes seven twenty one. I'm here. Crazy. I I like it. I like the passion for something. This is he's what gonna we we're crazy. He's gonna be today.
2: top. He's gonna be top ten on the same article as Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell. Oof, oh Brutal. Oof. All right, that's a little extreme. Just but get the get the Jets going.
0: <laughs> um i like it yeah I, I was trying to i was trying to get a little uh, little fight out of vince with the tevin coleman it pissed him off let's go to guess me we're at an hour right now so we'll, we'll, we'll get a guess me and hopefully two um we'll, we'll get this quick vince go first and then we'll finish with Maher. all
3: right so my guess me with a fourth round rookie pick Sorry, fourth round draft pick from an aac school
0: you didn't say what year uh so, 2014.
3: 2020. Oh. For,
0: 2014. 2020 fourth, round pick. fourth round pick. And you said – did you say position? Sorry.
3: Uh, I'll give you a wide receiver.
0: from ACC school. Okay, continue.
1: ACC or AAC?
3: AAC.
0: Okay. Oh, American? Okay.
1: American.
3: I only have 70 catches for just under 1,200 yards in my career. Okay. So seventy catches in two years. Currently being viewed as a major breakout due to my end of season run and thirteen career touchdowns.
0: Gabriel Davis.
3: Yeah. Wow. Seventy Thank catches you. for twelve hundred yards, and we're touting him as the next breakout wide receiver. And he's I going above. It, uh, he's all. going above Juju. <laughs> going above Juju, it, it's ridiculous. That. Yeah. So That's so really his like ADP in twenty twenty one was the fourteen oh one. And now it's the 701.
0: What school did he go to? Was he like two lane or something? UCF. Oh, got it. All right, Maher. I'm glad we
2: got that one out of the way fast. Let's, let's go. All right. So I threw for 10,000 yards with two different teams. Is this an active player? Pass player.
3: Oh, okay. Fuck. It.
2: Threw for 10,000 yards with two different teams. I was selected in the 30th round of the MLB draft. Oh, okay.
0: How many yeah. guesses
2: do we get? I want to throw out a wild card. Throw it. I only get one guess.
0: guess. Only one guess? Never mind. Keep going.
2: All right. Well, it's going to start getting kind of obvious soon. So if you want to throw out your guess, you can. But I have a total of 6,000 rushing yards. Uh, not an active player. Michael Vick? Yeah, Michael Vick. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Was, was that going yeah. to be your guess?
0: <laughs> no, no, I was actually. I thought you were going way longer. I was going to say Dante Culpepper for some reason. I didn't even know if he played for two teams. Did he get drafted
2: the, in the movie? It's either That's him or Randall Cunningham.
0: Yeah, Dolphins. The first that. one was
3: Elway, but he wasn't. He didn't go two teams. So
0: I, I won't sure. lie. When you said you had to guess me, I knew it was going to be an Eagle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, a, That's that a first. Game, you know. my, my, I should have thought. I should have thought it. My mind was Randall Cunningham at first, and I was like,
2: ah, uh, it seems too easy. But,
3: I didn't know. he yeah, I like was Drafted in the MLB draft. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know
2: that till today either. I just I knew <laughs> I wanted to talk about Michael Vick, and what I thought team drafted him. Um Colorado Rockies. Man, he they draft all the
3: NFL players. Well, if you, you want watch. to go and get a, yeah. if
0: you want to go get a Kyler Murray uh, A's jersey, you know where to go. Royalretros.com. dot Use promo code so. Upside Play.
3: I forgot to bring this up in the beginning. Kyler Murray's contract, he gets paid forty-six million dollars a year. The Oakland A's 2021 payroll is 41 million. Wow. Jesus. Paid more right, than compare, the entire... compare that compare Good that million. to the Yankees
1: payroll.
0: And then we'll he see gets who paid who more, makes more than more the
3: money. entire A's franchise or current roster.
0: We're at an hour, hour and five. So we're we're gonna cut this one. Like I said, go to royalretros.com, use promo code upside play. Um we're we're really gonna be looking out for Maher's my guy. I wanna overemphasize how successful Maher was last year. So Jameis Winston. Let's uh, let's hope for a breakout from Jameis. RoyalRetros.com, use promo code upside play. Go Giants.